Hello, hello, hello. Let me make sure I got audio. So nobody's missing out on the audio again. Uh, welcome to Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. Hope everyone's having a wonderful start to their week and had an awesome weekend. I got two more days, two more days of work, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I am off for 12 days. I won't get a lot of rest, though, because I am dragging seven children to the great Disney World, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting uh, eight, eight days. I think we're gone. Um, I, I uh, I've never taken seven kids on vacation before, so uh, pray for me that I don't uh, completely lose it. But we got a great show for you guys tonight. Let's start off with some sponsors. Of course, we have TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great The Tree of Liberty Must Be Watered shirt that I'm wearing tonight by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount, or you can join the Patreon subscribe star. Both of those are forward slash Break the Cycle JS, where you can uh, get into a private Discord server and get all of his new gear up to two weeks early before it comes out uh, at like a 30% discount. So really good stuff. Or you can go join his own Patreon and uh, help support that great artist because, man, he does a lot of good things for this movement, whether you know it or not. You've seen Top Lobster. I promise you, you've seen his work. Uh, if it's not on this show, it's elsewhere. And, of course, executive producer of the show, AnthemPlanning.com. For all your emergency and crisis planning needs, check them out today. See what they can uh, do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job. The government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Seriously, if you got a business, go check out Anthem Planning. I, I guarantee they can do something for you, <clears throat> and it's going to be worth it. Also, uh, they're from Delaware, and they're going through some shit right now with the Libertarian Party, so they could use all the support they can get. Uh, we're going to troll their uh, 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 opposition into oblivion. I promise you, it's going to happen. Um, guys, we've got a great show for you tonight. Returning back to the show, uh, he is the founder and CEO of Library, which is the uh, creators of the Odyssey platform. If you guys aren't familiar, I'm on Odyssey as well. I would love for you guys all, all of you, to go over to Odyssey and start subscribing to my show over there because eventually... I know it for sure. Eventually, uh, Break the Cycle will no longer be on YouTube. I know that's going to happen. I haven't got any strikes yet, but I did get banned from Twitter today. Uh, if you guys aren't following, around, following along, uh, one of the trolls baited me into saying the R word and uh, and then and then reported me. So they, they gave me the boot today. I don't know if it's forever or not. It says an hour and 40 minutes left on my ban, but uh, they won't even let me log in and read anymore. So there's a possibility it's gone. I do have another account on there uh, that I'll probably start using if, if that is gone. But right before 20,000 followers since 2017, uh, pretty sad about that. But anyways... I'm getting off on a tangent here. Uh, my good friend, returning to the show, Mr. Jeremy Kaufman, sir. How are you doing today? It's it's great to be here, Josh. What's the R word? Oh, you know the retard <laughs> word. I, uh, it, you know, I, I I say it on here all the time. I've said it on here a million yeah. times. I say I say it all over the place. And and what's the clinical diagnosis for retard? I don't see it in the the DSM manual. You know? uh, pro pro progressivism. <laughs> um, the uh, the, the uh, by the way, the key with the the retard word, and actually this is true of all of the of the slurs or the insults. You can't call people the word you can say the word so i see i see people uh, obscure the the r word the retard word it's you can't call people a retard but if, if you want to type out the word retard you're not going to get in any trouble well it's funny so check this out so i i actually it traded the e for a three and the a for a four and they still got me they still yeah, got me because because they can see through that you know uh the, i i do i will say like i that's a hill i'll i'll, I'll die like i'm not a i'm actually not a fan of uh of the racial slurs like i think you you shouldn't censor yourself you should feel comfortable saying them out loud but i don't think you should call people them i don't even like calling 
people are things like gay for the most part. Right. But I, I mean, but it's fine. I get it. I'm not like strongly against it. Uh, I, I want to be able to call people retards, man. Like a retard is a very stupid person. Right. And there's always going to be a word for that. Like retards exist. They're real. I don't know. Maybe we'll, 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 we'll uh, genetically engineer them away or something in some way. But uh, I, that's unlikely. The, and, you know, so it's like it's just a euphemism treadmill. Retard used to be the nice word. Right. And now it's the insult. And so it's like whatever word re- replaces this. It's just going to become an insult. So, so I think we need to be able to use the word retard. I will, I will fight hard for that one. Yeah, well, and it's it's not even a it's not a mental uh, uh, diagnosis uh, anymore. It hasn't been in the D, the the uh, DSM five uh, or the one before that, I believe. Uh, it's not used to designate anything except for stupid person. So it's like it shouldn't be shouldn't be banned from Twitter. Yeah, you know what I mean. I agree. Yeah, I, I feel like I won't get kicked off of Odyssey for saying it. No, yeah, that's uh, it's a safe space. So, <laughs> well, man, tell me about. Look, you just, you just, uh, you just did some traveling. You just went, yeah. went across the the pond, as they like to say. Where was it? Hungary that you went to? I just, I just went to Hungary. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, what was that all about, man? T- let's talk about that. It looked. So I, I, I watched some of your your speaking there. It was great, man. The Hungarian government funded me to come overseas. And crap on Facebook's executive uh, oversight board. It was great. Yeah. No, it's a, it was a really cool conference. It is partially funded by the Hungarian government, not entirely. There's this conference called Brain Bar, and it was it was very interesting conference. It's actually you know it was not like a libertarian conference. It was it was very much. Uh, in fact, the theme of the conference was dangerous ideas welcome. So they tried to get a bunch of different people with a bunch of different perspectives, and they tried to say we're going to kind of have it all out. And I love that kind of thing. Actually, I have a lot of respect for that when people have that kind of attitude. Even if I disagree with you on a number of things, if your attitude is, hey, let's have it all out, you're kind of you're kind of my kind of person, you know? So I thought it was great that that was the theme of the conference. And I got to, of course, talk about Library and Odyssey. But um, the one of the coolest parts was they put me on this panel with uh, a Guardian journalist who is a member of, of Facebook's founding member of Facebook's oversight board and uh, an ex-CIA member uh, who is also a member of Facebook's uh, oversight Shocking. board. And uh, so I got to confront the the lizard people to their faces. And it was, it was, you know, it was really fun because I got to say some of the things that I think these people need to to hear. And, and to boil it down, like my most succinct point is like the selective way in which we apply these terms, misinformation and conspiracy theory. Like this is my most central point is that, you know, there are things that are, that are clearly false, you know, like, like, in terms of say, and, and more dangerous, right? Like to me, saying that an economy should be planned in a top-down way is both more clearly false and more dangerous than anything QAnon has ever said, True. right? And 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 so it's like these people like to rail on QAnon, and what it really is is the they they don't like people uh, on the right or on the far right, and they're their enemies, and so they want to censor them and block them by any means. Uh, possible. And I think libertarians sometimes get lumped into this group, although I don't think they're necessarily a part of it. And uh, so, you know, this is, uh, it was really fun for me. Produced some great clips. Um, Drew Lockout Days uh, edited some of that together and put a video up on his channel. I saw uh, it. It's like great. a seven minute video. Yeah, it was, so it was really fun. I don't think they knew what they were stepping into. Um, and uh, I'm glad that someone got to say those things to them. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I'm very glad too. And I think uh, the last clip I watched was you, you were talking about the misinformation stuff and um, this, this woman, what was her name? Yale something. She was not very happy with what you were saying at all. No. 
No, because her she is and she's similar to this recent uh, um, woman who was in the who was on sixty minutes the other day, right? Where this the thing that they're trying to push is is Facebook isn't going far enough. Um, you know, Facebook is you know uh, a danger to our democracy and all of these things. And Facebook, the farthest right that you're allowed to be on Facebook is Ben Shapiro. Right, okay, right. The, far, the far right is not allowed on Facebook. The moderate right is what's allowed on Facebook. And barely, that, barely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now they they want to block the moderate right. The moderate right is is dangerous to our democracy. Right. So basically, they want Facebook to become a a centrist and left only only platform. And I think that would also exclude the libertarians. I mean, libertarians are clearly very dangerous to these kinds of people. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we don't want the government doing things. And so yeah. uh, they want government doing all the things. So it's like the complete yep. opposite of what we want. And and uh, to, we're a huge danger to them because uh, we we are turning people into libertarians by the day, yeah. you know, just so yeah. many people left and right. So you can see the kind of selective way in terms of which Facebook critics get amplified uh, by the mainstream media. And it's all the ones that say, you know, Facebook needs to do more. Facebook's not censoring enough. Facebook's not blocking people enough. Right, right. Well, and, uh, you know, we so it's a good segue into this this Facebook drama that's going on right now. Okay, can you tell me about this whistleblower? What did she come out and say, buddy? Yeah, that's what I was just talking about. I, I mean, so I didn't I didn't see the I didn't watch the full interviews to to be honest. So I don't want to misrepresent it, but I mean, it was clear that she's actually in quite similar camp to this to this woman named right. Yao. I wish I knew her last name so I could um so everyone could look her up and see how terrible she is. Uh, but she, you know, it's basically. Facebook's not doing enough. Um, you know, fa- Facebook is a threat to democracy. Facebook is where these far right rallies are being organized. And when again, when they say far right, what they mean is you know people going to the school board and saying let's not force our children to wear masks for absolutely no reason. Um, you know, with th- these kinds of things, right? Uh, and of course, the things that they're mad about, right? Not even a tenth as bad as as the most damaging riots to happen in American history, which were, of course, the George Floyd riots of last summer. Right. So that's going to be continued to be allowed. CNN can continue to go on air and downplay the fact that it was the most the largest amount of property damage to ever happen from riots in American history. You can continue to go on Facebook and say that you can continue to go on Facebook and say, hey, let's seize other people's property. Let's let's destroy these corporations. Let's take all of their stuff. Let's steal it. These are things you can go on and say, but if you want to go on and say, hey, uh, you know, hey, if Facebook can go down, maybe our elections could be hacked. You know, that's something they would never want you to be allowed to be to say. And I don't even believe our elections are hacked, by the way, but I think you should absolutely be allowed to say that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's yeah, it's so funny. If if you talk almost even if you just say the, the words election fraud on YouTube, they'll pull your video like i i have to take it a little bit further than that that's why i'm saying this now but if i was to say you know this election it was blah the the video's gone it's gone yeah right away and, and that which just blows yeah. my mind related so i was just i also was just traveling i got to go on the tim pool show which was a lot of fun and i don't want to i hope i'm not like betraying any confidence here but tim gave me a whole page and he said these are the rules and these aren't my rules these are youtube's rules and so if you engage in any of these behaviors, you're threatening me and you're threatening the the channel. And I asked him if I could take a picture of it. And he said, no. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's 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 funny because I like, you know, I watch Crowder. I know I, I get a lot of shit when I talk about watching Crowder. I think Crowder's really he's bad. Funny. He's really bad yeah, at a lot sometimes. of shit, but he's very entertaining. His show's very yeah. entertaining. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and I watch his show because it is one of the biggest, uh, uh, you know, right shows on youtube really it is and yep. s- and so if i want to 
I want to have a platform that does well. Taking some things from his show is is smart. Like my monk yeah. club, you know, but, uh, yeah. but he's always, he's always talking about all the things you can't do on YouTube, you know, and he, he's actually gone to court over it. Like he's, yeah, he, and he's, and he's actually like borderline YouTube protected class, right? Like in the sense that he gets special treatment and he's allowed to push it farther than a lot of other YouTubers would be allowed. Right. So to, uh, Crowder and Tim pool, this is true of Tim pool as well. True. They have, they have special flags on their channels, right? So they're not getting treated um, the same way that sort of an average channel uh, is getting is getting treated in, in in that regard, but yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. I mean it's clear that all of these big tech companies they are they are hand in hand with governments uh, at this point, right? They're literally YouTube's latest. Co- I mean, not that it's even the latest, but they were very clear with it recently. Their co- their policy on COVID is if you say something that the government says is not true, then you're banned. That that is the most succinct expression of their of their current moderation policy regarding COVID content, and that includes censoring other other members of the government. So they've censored Thomas Massey. They censored Ron Johnson from I don't know Wisconsin or Montana, wherever he's from. So they've censored a bunch of politicians. Uh, you know, even politicians elected, and of course they censored Trump. And so it's like you know, doesn't matter um, uh, if if you disagree with uh, the the sort of mainstream democratic democratic regime if you say things that they say are not true you are not allowed to communicate online that is the standard they are setting right yeah no and and, and uh yeah they pulled like uh robert kennedy off too and but they let some yeah. of these people back on recently like our, our robert kennedy came right back on yeah i will say ron paul got banned he's now doing exclusives on odyssey team so if you need an extra reason uh to sign up uh, for odyssey if you're on the fence hey should i join odyssey or not well hey ron paul's doing exclusives we got the man's endorsement there. And so if you're a fan of Ron Paul, and there's very few people I like more than Ron Paul, so it was a huge honor for me. Uh, it's really weird, honestly, to have built this thing. It's like, holy shit, now Ron Paul's going to do exclusive streams on this thing that we made. Um, um, so that's very cool. And I, I think it's clear that you know we're at the forefront in terms of, uh, of having the freest solution uh, to continue to ensure that they were allowed to communicate online. And, and really, if there's, I'm not a huge fan of democracy, but if there's something that's a threat to our democracy, it's the ability to not freely communicate with one another right right well we've and we you know i think we talked about this last time i had you on the show but uh these these social media companies big giant corporate social media companies have created a public town square basically that's what they've done and uh and they're kicking people out of this public town square and it's where everybody goes to conversate you know yeah yeah and and that's what's weird about it and that's what i always i do always try to encourage people to shift their their mental models like hey would you go over and put your hand over someone's mouth when they were having a conversation with their friends because that's what we're talking about right no one has to watch anyone else on youtube right you don't have to watch it so a youtube creator is talking to people who want to hear what that person has to say and our town squares are now online and so you should feel morally equivalent hey a guy is gathered with a couple of his friends in the park or even if it's 100 people whatever that he's talking to his friends or she's talking to her friends would you go over to that person and put your hand over their mouth because that's that's what we're morally talking about doing the way that these companies are behaving right right yeah i mean and it's like it's like okay you don't like the ideas someone's talking about on on youtube right start a channel and give the opposite ideas your channel should grow bigger than that channel if you think those are the wrong ideas that's how that's how life works that's how it's supposed to work right like yeah good ideas yeah. win you know it, but and then in in person you know you can yell louder than the other person you know what i mean yeah. I, you know well, this is, I don't know if this is too much of a tangent, but this is actually one of my problems with democracies because like, I think for the most part, life selects for truth, right? right? If I give you bad advice on how to build a deck or if I give you bad diet advice, right? 
you might get tricked for a little while, but you're going to eventually come to understand that that was bad advice because I say this is going to make you lose weight and it doesn't. I say this is going to make you fit and it doesn't. I say this is a good way to construct something, but it's not a good way and your debt collapses, right? For most of our lives, like we are oriented towards truth. This is not the case in politics, right? Politics, we're actually oriented towards sort of, we're almost oriented towards the most seductive lies, the most effective lies. Because when we can come up with a lie that we can get other people to believe, then through the through democracy, we can use that lie to take other people's stuff, right? right. We can use that lie to get things for ourselves. And so in a way, um, I think a lot of our politics, and this is why politics is so messed up, I think the root cause is our political systems, is the organization of our political of our, of our political society, is it actually selects for things that are seemingly true, but actually not true. Sure. Absolutely. we got some super chats, man. I just want to address real quick. Let's see. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, TJ Fitzsimmons, $10 super chat. Thanks, man. He says, never a good day to be a neocon, but I think Scott just caused another January 6th for Billy K today. <laughs> We can talk about uh, this. You want to talk about the debates a little? Yeah, bit? we should. We should. I haven't. I haven't got. I. I. Uh, I looked at um, uh, Jeff Dice uh, like live tweeting about it. I haven't actually yeah. had an opportunity to see him or listen to him yet. So, so I thought that was a great thread. And uh, and I, uh, as someone who has lost a Soho debate, uh, I'm now. I'm now clearly an expert at this. I'm not actually because I lost. So really, my opinions are, are the someone who has never done a Soho debate is arguably more qualified to talk about them than I am because they haven't lost. I'm, right. I am I am zero for one. So I'm, I've done as poorly as you could possibly do. Uh, although I do encourage people to check it out. It was, it's on uh, it's on Reason.com and it's on the the YouTube channel. I debated uh, Angela McArdle, the next chair of the Libertarian Party. Uh, on the Free State Project. Um, it was a very great debate. And I do think it taught me some things. And I thought Jeff Dice's thread was, uh, Dice thread was uh, very good. Uh, and I didn't get to catch all of it. I, I caught it late, but I was able to catch like um, maybe 30, 40 minutes of it or so. Um, and I think he makes a good point in that it's, you know, for people like Scott and, and myself, I think I have the same tendency. It, it's easy to get bogged down in all of these facts and all of these specifics, right? And when you're sitting there, um, listening to it, it's kind of easy to start, um, uh, you know, tuning out. And there's that whole idea of like, if you're explaining, you're losing. And I almost think that, and I think Scott did a great job. His facts were very powerful. And certainly I felt like Scott, uh, you know, kind of killed him myself. But I do think there's something to this idea of like, you know, making sure you have crystalline examples, like Scott, you know, talk about, um, you know, hey, you know, they, they tell these stories, these narratives of people who were lied into war and they lost their dad, you know, and this kind of thing, these kind of, you know, plucking at the at, at the emotions. And then the other thing is, I think that a huge part of debates is really the way that you carry yourself, your body language, these kinds of things. And I, I do think uh, Bill Crystal did did better in this regard. Scott's always, you know, he's always like he's very amped up and he's he's very, you know, he's almost like a little bit angry. And I get it. The wars make me angry. Yeah. A lot of people who have been get, like I get I'm angry. But you're you're talking to the, the people who who maybe aren't there yet, you know. Um, and so a little bit more just continuing to hit the high level. The, the high level points. I mean, even me, and I know more about this stuff than most people, I think, maybe, um, you know, but Scott is going into all these details and all these specifics of all the events and all on how all this plays out. And I think that's very good for the kind of like wonky person who can follow all this stuff. But even I couldn't follow everything Scott was talking about, about, you know, uh, you know, member of Obama's cabinet said this and that. And I think that's great for the, like the very detailed stuff, but, but for this, this kind of, 
high level for this kind of debate i thought maybe a slightly more high level approach would have been better but i think scott did very good overall i'm really i'm not dragging scott he was the clear winner of the debate in my opinion um but that that was some of the like somewhat you know some of the feedback that i would sure sure yeah and if you guys haven't checked out jeff dice uh uh thread on the the debate i would he gives gives a pretty good detail of of it it was like a full live tweet tweeting session um Let's see what do we got here. I think Ace Ace Anarchist had a good thread on it too. Well, I haven't really seen that one yet. For the yeah. for, again, yeah. for those who don't know, I'm banned from Twitter right now, so uh, I got to read stuff earlier. Now it won't even let me read only like it was earlier. It says I only have an hour and thirty minutes left of my ban, but it could be who knows. You know what I mean? Who knows what's going on? When they they let me read only all day long, and now they won't even let me read anymore. I'm not super optimistic. Uh, so, uh, let's see, uh, Joe, the OP, thanks for uh, a $10 super chase Said Jack laying down the hammer, but that guy was being a retard. Yes, he was uh, absolutely. It's, it's this guy whose whole page is like dedicated to talking shit about me basically. Um, <laughs> so, you know, who, who's, who's the real winner here? Like, Oh no, I got my Twitter page yeah. taken away from me, but now you don't have anyone to make fun of anymore, bud. Cause I was the only yeah. one you focused on. And that's, and that's natural about, and uh, you know, this has been a weird thing for me to go through. Cause I had you're very little of a profile before maybe 12 to 18 months ago. And now I've got some of the similar things where I've got, you know, I've got haters now and I've been trying to understand sort of the, the phenomenon. And I think part of it is the equivalent. It's like some of it's like the equivalent of like shit tests, you know, the idea of, of shit tests. Yeah. This idea of kind of saying like, Hey, do you merit, you know, do you merit this kind of, of thing? And I think some of the behavior is like, you know, people are trying to figure out, you know, should this person be, a leader should this person be a voice that i trust should this be someone that i that i i listen to and as someone's profile gets bigger there's sort of a phenomenon where like people are attracted to the idea of of, of shit testing um uh, these potential people and so I, I think a good analogy for why people do some of these things is the same reason that 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 you see shit tests in relationships right right yeah it's definitely it's something that it's something that has kind of plagued me for the last four years because i wasn't you know i had no profile at all uh, prior to 2017, no one knew who the hell I was, you know? And then, uh, and then as my platform grew and got bigger and people started to realize who I was, I started getting these people who were going beyond criticism. I mean, it wasn't just criticism anymore. Now they're like, uh, publicly attacking me with all this shit. And it's like, uh, you know, I didn't handle it very well because it's not something I've ever had to deal with before. Yeah. 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 But I I think that's the right. So you have to kind of like, you got to let it roll off your shoulders a little bit. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't, you know, but if, and if you engage, you can kind of laugh at it. You can kind of mock them. But I think for the same reason that like take, and I'm not trying to bring it back to this, but I was talking to some of the people that run other LP Twitter accounts today. And I think that like the same thing of like the way that like people accuse like libertarians of like being pedophiles or whatever, I think that's also a shit test. Like, and like, there's a response in which if you're taking it too seriously, if you're taking some of these trolling responses too seriously, you're actually validating the troll. Right. By taking it, by taking it too seriously. Yeah. It's something that I have to work on and I'll continue to work on it for sure. And I'll get better. And you know, if they let me have my giant platform of 20,000 people back, uh, I promise Twitter I'll be better. Okay. I promise. Yeah. I'm a niche celebrity. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure he was a retired, by the way. Oh, he was for sure. And and, and, and and can you think? I mean, just imagine. Look, this guy has an entire tw- Twitter page with four followers dedicated to trolling me, who 99% of the population in this country has no idea who I am. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's your yeah. that's your life. You're very, very pathetic. You're a very pathetic person. And I shouldn't have engaged this person with four followers. You know what I mean? It was stupid of me. 
So yeah, I mean, all these people look at, I don't know if you want to take it here or not, but to me, it made me naturally want to jump to the LP Delaware situation. Sure. And it's the same kind of thing. Same thing with the LPMA purges and all of this stuff. It's like these people are losers. They're losers. And this is, and, and what you are doing is you're threatening the like one thing in their life that they have. And we're not trying to be jerks in terms of taking it away from them. Cause that's not, we're not doing it for those reasons. Right. I don't think you got into, you joined the LP national committee. Cause you're like, this is, this is going to be so big for me. Right. You know, I don't think, you know, um, I think you, you know, you care about the libertarian party. You want to see it succeed. But a lot of these people, this is where everything in their life is kind of coming from. And so they're so threatened. They're so threatened by the idea that more people are going to join the Libertarian Party and that more people are going to be involved because it means that they may not be the, the king of the hill anymore. And you can see the same thing. It's, it's the same for not with, really with all these people. They have gotten so used to being the king of their small hill. Uh, and that's what's motivating all this behavior, that they will go to any length uh, to kind of uh, retain. It. And I don't know if you want to explain the situation at all. I don't know if everyone's familiar with it, but if you want to. Do it. Do uh, you might know better than I do. I could like possibly explain it. I read the two letters, but that's all I know. Uh, yeah. So I can. I can hold on one second. I I messed up the. Uh, I messed up the. Uh, the name of this um, stream that we're having right now. Okay. So so I just fixed it. Oh, it says sure. you can't scat. Never mind. I can't fix it. I can't fix it mid show. So I accidentally put couch streams after hours episode 115 instead of just doing all the just the couch so this is not an after hour show guy I, I guys i apologize i was running a little late tonight and i was speeding through my uh, obs programming so um i'll change it after the show but uh so delaware is pulling a new hampshire in my opinion it's it's very very similar if not almost exactly the same uh you know several meacocks were elected to the the state board there uh a couple of the really bad losers there in that state uh, came together and decided that they didn't want that. Oh, and the funny thing is, is the chair is not even a Mises caucus person. It's a Mises caucus sympathizing person, but they're not even a part of the Mises caucus. They removed the chair, the vice chair and uh, Dave Casey, who I, who I have on my show all the time on the, the conspiracy couch, um, uh, who was like a, a regional organizer or something for the state. Uh, they decided that they came together in secret basically uh, through a uh, uh, an online meeting and uh, changed the bylaws and then removed these three people without any warning, no evidence, uh, no talk of the delegates who elected them, none of this shit. So, you know, it's another it's another coup uh, attempt, just like New Hampshire. Uh, and, I, and I said it during New Hampshire. I said, this won't be the only state that does this. I, I know that other states are going to try to pull this shit off because, you know, we have 26, 27 boards now, I think. Uh, that's a lot of boards, you know, and people are getting nervous. And you're absolutely right. They're, this is their one little bit of purpose. I, I, I say the same shit with, with, with the COVID regime, right? You know, it's the same thing for a lot of these people uh, during this COVID hype. It's like they've never had this kind of power. You know, they've never had this kind of uh, um, uh, position. So it's like now they get to be moral, morally superior and they, you know, and they, and they get to, to – talk down to people and this is their purpose and this is their identity now because they get to they, they have something to to hold on to to latch on to and call you bad and shame you over and not have to worry about their own pathetic lives and that's you know these people from delaware same thing they have these yeah. probably have very pathetic lives and then the libertarian party is all they have and and uh you've now threatened their positions by you know starting to take over their state board and they got scared so they did the wrong thing uh, to try and do something that they thought was right. And, uh, 
So now, you know, I'm I'm on the LNC, and it's been brought to the LNC. It's already being brought up uh, by the board, you know. So once it's in our hands, you, you see how it goes. It's ugly. It's terrible, you know, and it sucks. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. But that's what's going on. Yeah, it is. It is like it is pretty messed up. And I, so how does it work? Because the one difference, like in the in the LPNH case, like it was pretty clear that there was involvement from the National Party, oh, which yeah. made it like a National Party issue. Is there? And I know very little about this. I learned a little bit from from going through it once, you know, my, myself. But even then, I was kind of on the periphery. Is there a, an LP national procedure for when this kind of thing happens? Do they get involved? What's what? How does that work? No, and so I th- I don't think there's much we can do as a national party right now. Uh, but you know when it starts involving assets like party assets, there is a point where I think the party that the national committee will get involved. Um, especially when it comes to the social media stuff has all been stolen. Now the bank accounts. Um, I mean it's it's theft. It's clear theft of party property. I think the LNC will have to have to get involved eventually. I don't want to. I don't want the LNC to have to be involved. You know what I mean? I, I wish they could work it out, uh, the you know, in a in a cool like calm, collect manner. But I don't think I don't think they can. I think that yeah. Will McVeigh is such a shithead that uh, you know. And the thing is, he went he went off and started another party, the Mandalorian party, right? Fucking nerd. And uh, and so he started this Mandalorian party, and they've been recruiting for this Mandalorian party, and now he's stealing the Libertarian party, like. Dude, what are you what are you doing? Go back to your own shit fest over there, you know? Yeah. This is our would, shit fest now. I would love to like have a genuine conversation with some of these people, but I don't mean like not troll them, but actually like ask them questions and and hear their answers because I struggle so much to understand. Like you look at their post on Twitter and it's like it's nothing but a ratio where like everyone's like this is crazy this is so dumb you can't do this and it and i just want to kind of like experience that psychology like how they resolve that cognitive dissonance of like hundreds of people being like you utter morons right and like w- w- while continuing just because it's my understanding is like three people did it it's like three people yeah well, three or four <laughs> yeah three or four so one, of them, one of them was a lady and, and her son okay Right. And, and so it's like, I want to like, cause I find it so interesting when people are doing these like incredible mental gymnastics, you know, like, um, and it's like watching like a psychopath get interviewed, you know, um, and they just generate these justifications for their behavior. And so I would like love to just see that conversation with some of these people because I, I, there's obviously no justification for it, but I, I know that they have one and I, and I want to hear them. I want to see them and hear them jump through all of those hoops because I think it would just be fascinating to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Matthew Newton, thanks for the $5 super chat. He said, Jeremy, what can cybersecurity professionals do in the fight against the state? So um, that's a good question. <laughs> Black hat or white hat? <laughs> um, uh, so that's like a, as a good guy or a bad guy. Right. I mean, a- as a good guy, I think the number one thing that you can do is is build up the alternatives make the alternatives stronger and help them grow. Um, so, you know, I, I do believe, I still believe that the free market works 100%. I'm a believer in that. And despite all of the, the hand in hand between government and big tech, I actually think big tech is um, way more of a free market than most, if not all of American industries, right? websites and tech sites they're not airlines you know where they're actually controlled by the government like there's still pretty good competition and yeah 
they get protected in some ways by like IP and the CFAA and like various things. But um, I, I think it is pretty competitive. And I think that the good guys are going to win. The freer solutions are going to win. And so um, the, the positive way you can engage is that um, as a black hat, I'm just going to say, and I'm not one really, but I will say that, um, you know, uh, government doesn't tend to hire the best people. So I'll just I'll just say that. It's true, and, it's true. Uh, they I'll, really I'll, don't. I'll, 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 in terms of what you do with that, I'll, I'll leave that to you. Uh, but don't you know? Don't uh, don't break any laws, and even more importantly, don't get caught. Yeah, absolutely. Top lobster. Thanks for the two dollars super chat, man. He said you can do all of these things on Odyssey. Correct. He was talking about when we were talking about all the things you can't do on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. That's why we're winning. I mean, that's what Odyssey grew from like a million people to to like forty five million or fifty million people in a year, and maybe less than a year. It's insane how fast it's growing. That's wild, dude. Wild. Yeah, yeah that's great. Hopefully it keeps going. What's up, Carlin Bor- Borsenko? She said she got a strike on her channel like a month ago for content they had already manually reviewed and monetized. Oh, they're, they're I mean, they're schizophrenic. I mean, that that's the other thing that's happening with these institutions, like the big tech ones. And, and Google is arguably the biggest culprit of all of them. I actually think, I'm not to defend any of them too much, but... I actually think um, Facebook doesn't have it as bad in this regard. Not that Facebook's good, but Google and YouTube—they're really the most ideologically captured. Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is Down down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts that's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over and when people are ideologically captured they stop thinking straight they stop being able to apply rules fairly and consistently because they're completely captured by their ideology and so like i mean you google and youtube these are the wokest ones out there I mean, you can see how much of the uh, of the like, you know, they promote all this like racially focused content. They're constantly talking about privilege. I think when Google fired James Damore, like Google effectively died as a company. And it's going it, to they'll be like IBM. So it'll take 20 years, you know, for them to actually die or whatever or sure. longer. And there's some chance that maybe the maybe they get their act back together or something. But there's no way that Google is going to continue to be at the forefront of innovation because the people, uh, the smartest people, the most creative people, they're not scared by some nerd being like, here are my views on gender and some data about it. No one is scared by that. The only people who are scared by that are people who are completely captured by an ideology. And once you're completely captured by an ideology, I don't think you're going to continue to do your best work. Right. Yeah. You, and you can't. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're no longer speaking to the masses and you're running something that's supposed to be made for the masses. So you're, you know, you're, you can't do good work that way. You just can't, you're too biased. Um, and let's see, uh, libertarian podcast review. What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, he said, what's the odyssey policy with copper copyright claims, like using a clip under fair use, but big TV makes a claim to shut you down. Yeah. So we have to, we have to follow the law. 
Okay, and the law, basically, the way the law works is, uh, I'll describe it succinctly, I'll miss some nuances, so if you're an, uh, a DMCA nerd, I apologize, but succinctly, I'm it's this. Here, by the way. When, when we get a claim that appears to be valid, you have to take it down. That's what the law says. Like, the law basically says, don't get into the weeds attempting to arbitrate too much about whether this is true or not. So if someone says, this is my IP, and they credibly made it like it's for the most part, platforms aren't supposed to um, police fair use too much because fair use is very complicated. And then what you're supposed to do is allow the person who got that claim to say to count to file like what's called a counterclaim. And that that's that person saying, no, it was fair use or no, they don't have the copyright. And at that point, it's supposed to go back up. Uh, and then at that point, the original claimant is supposed to have to go to court and file a court order to take it down. So the law basically says that on that first claim, you're supposed to be relatively aggressive about taking it down, uh, but then you're also supposed to put it right back up if you get the counterclaim. And so that's generally the way that we've been trying to do it. We are, um, we're a United States company. We have to follow the the US laws, even if I don't like them, uh, we do have to follow them. Um, I think we follow them better than most companies. Like I think we will let more things up that are, you know, some ones, some fair, some claims are so clearly specious and, and it's clearly fair use that we will, um, we will leave them up. Like we kept up some of the um, like video game clips and stuff that had have leaked or, or like bad video game reviews where they try to use the DMCA to take these down. We have left some of that stuff up. Um, but the law does say pretty strongly that, that if the, you know, if the claim, um, I forget the exact terminology, but the law is written in a way that you are supposed to take them down and then require the counterclaim to put them back up. Sure. Sure. Uh, William Barger, what's up? $5 super chat, man. He said, my takeaway from the Jeremy versus Angela debate was Jeremy for LNC chair 2022. <laughs> no, no way. Zero. I think William Barger answer. hates you, buddy. Negative. And, yeah, that's, that would explain you. it. That would explain it. Yeah. Look, I mean, uh, I would love to see the libertarian party be libertarian again. And I think it's headed in that direction, but you know, my number one thing is libertarians need to wake up. We're not winning the national battle. We can win if we concentrate physically, uh, with New Hampshire being my leading suggestion. But even if we concentrated in a couple of states, that would be way better than the status quo. Um, you know, and so this is a way we can actually win. It's a plausible way we can actually win. We are winning in New Hampshire. We are making the state smaller. We have secession on the agenda. We cut taxes. We ban vaccine passports. We got CRT out of schools. We passed school choice. Um, we cut spending, you know, we, and even all this micro stuff, we got rid of car tinting window laws. You know, we got, you can do micro breweries. We legalize all the knives. I mean, I, I don't want to bore Josh too much. I could do this for another 10 minutes. And so it's like, this is the way, uh, and it's only accelerating. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to go back. You know, the, one of the things that's frustrating to me at times is it feels like libertarians are so agitated about all this, like vaccine stuff. And, and, and some of these specific agendas. And it feels like they want to go back to where we were in 2019. And like, I want to go back to where we were in like 1849. I mean, in, in most, not in all ways, but in, in many capacities earlier, right? I want the state to be smaller than it's ever been. I want the smallest state possible. And so we're like agitating over these at the border kinds of issues. Like we need to think bigger, and we can actually achieve it if we get together and work together. And the evidence that it's working is overwhelming. And so I'm like, it does. I get, I get, I know I get a little like hyped about it at times because it's like, come on, guys, we can win. 
we can win. We can win in like a decade. We can win in maybe less, maybe a little more. But if like libertarians get off their asses and realize that they could have a better life tomorrow and they could be on a path to seeing liberty happen in their lifetime, I just want more people to wake up to that idea. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the Free State Project. I know we covered it last time I had you on the show. I keep seeing it more and more and more and more and more. Everywhere I look, I'm starting to see the Free State Project. And, and you know, I've been familiar with Free State Project for a long time, long time, you know, many years. And, and uh, you know, I've, it's always sounded like a great idea to me. I never knew how big it was, what was going on there, you know. Uh, but it seems to be making a lot more news uh, around the country. And there's even people talking shit about the Free State Project. Was it John Oliver just was talking yeah. shit about the Free State Project? Yeah. That's when you know you're making it. When when the when the uh, the the centrist Democrats start talking shit about your uh, your 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 horde of libertarians in New Hampshire, you got that's when you know you're making it. But it's it's serious. It's it's uh it's being talked about a lot more around social media especially but even in the news uh you know are you guys are you you guys are kind of pushing the success secession movement too to secede right well i want to say be clear about this free staters are the free state project is not the free state project tries not to take policy positions so like we're the free state project is blm inc so we're the uh the corporate uh uh operation that, that doesn't really control the movement but has some influence over it um so we just talk about anything people are doing so the free state project talks about secession because that's something that libertarians are working on here we have a bill introduced to secede we have more than five reps backing the bill already and there's been a lot of excitement around it and so that's something that we're going to boost um the reason that i think um, more people are hearing about it and more people are talking about it is because We've just been winning more and more and more. I also think the Free State Project has stepped up a little bit. It's marketing. Um, there was a couple of years where there actually were a lot of victories happening, but I don't think we were talking about it as much as we have in the past. Uh, and so I do think our marketing has stepped up a little bit. But for the most part, like, I mean, the Free State Project's a small organization. Like, this is mostly, not, this is like people who are putting their time in, putting their energy in. Like, this is a bottom-up, you know, grassroots style movement and I, I i guess probably COVID helped honestly sure sure yeah absolutely <laughs> uh, not that it was a good thing but it, it probably there are some helped. positives to COVID. Yeah. you see this yeah it's <laughs> from an accelerationist perspective uh, i will if you're curious about the free state project uh a great well especially if you like want to be an active if you want to be involved like if you want to be elected or you want to be involved behind the scenes on policy like if you're that kind of person there's a great event coming up uh, in the beginning of March, it's called Liberty Forum, uh, nhlibertyforum.com. Tickets just went on sale. It's not quite the party that Porkfest is, but there will be a party. Uh, and you'll get to meet like all of the people that are making this um, possible. Um, all of the people involved, the politicians um, will be engaging in policy in a, in a fairly in a deeper way. And it's also a chance if you have ideas how to make a state freer. Uh, that's also the kind of thing you can bring and meet the kinds of people who can, who can make those ideas uh, come to life. So if you want to meet all the kinds, because one of the things that's tough and um, a lot of the people who are making this happen, they're not, uh, you know, they're not like you and me, Josh, where they're comfortable getting in front of a camera. You know, they're not out there, um, you know, leading the charge, they're leading the charge, but they're not out there like shouting about it. Right. So you've got all of these people who like have like, small followings who aren't you know good at social media 
but will read 500 pages of a state law book and understand the changes that you need to make uh, to make the state that much better. We've got a lot of people like this. I don't want to, it's like weaponized libertarian autism. It's like maybe one way of putting some of these people in a good way, in a good way, not in a bad way. Uh, and and so you can meet some of these people. You can share your ideas with them because uh, they're all going to be at this conference um, coming up at the beginning of March. That's pretty cool, man. I wasn't aware of that. And I, I, I'm going to try my damnedest to make it to, to pork fest next year, man. Like I'm, yeah, I don't want to miss another one. Like I, I've never been to pork fest and, and there I've been familiar with pork fest for three years now. Yeah. Maybe longer. And, uh, and I haven't been able to make it to one yet. And it, it, it like this last one looked like so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Porkfest Pork Fest is the one that no one should miss. If you're not like a, a politics or a policy guy, maybe you skip Liberty Forum. Although Liberty Forum is a great time to just come and check out the state. Porkfest, no one wants to miss Porkfest. If you are listening to this channel, you do not want to miss Porkfest. Por- tickets are on sale for 2022. It is going to sell out and your tickets are transferable. So there is no reason not to buy one. Right. Right. Yeah, it's definitely something I, I was already looking. And you guys have like early bird special deals on Porkfest too, right? Is that Yeah, uh, t- yeah. The the tickets will probably go up by like 50% um next year. Uh sure. so really the time to buy them is is now to the end of the year. Yeah, man. It was a super spreader event from what I understand. So of liberty. <laughs> I uh I you know, I know a few people uh that have had covid recently and I just I just got over covid. Um Yeah. And uh, actually so I guess I can't say that technically right now because um, I never got a test, but I don't. I we didn't need a test. We know for sure that we had it because we got it from somebody who had it. Uh, three people in my office got sick after this person tested positive, and then we had people come visit our house uh, while I was a little sick, and their two kids and the dad got sick as well, and they got tested and it was positive for COVID. So we know, uh, but I am getting an antibodies test tomorrow so that I, you know, when my work comes crawling. Like, hey, you got to do this thing. I'm gonna be like, look, I got, I got antibodies already. Fuck off, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's my only like option right now is to be like, look, I already have the antibodies. Okay, so you guys need to leave me alone. You know? Yeah. I, I, I so um, glad that you're better. Sorry that you got it because it's never. Great it was, to be no, sick, it was very, very, that. very, very uh, mild, dude. You, you know, you might not get the deeper immunity then. Right. You might only get to so make sure if you get an antibody test, make sure you get the one that tests your T cells. Right. That's the uh, one because that I'm getting. Yeah. Okay, good. Because, uh, like, if you don't have the deeper sickness, you can develop a T cell immunity, but not the I forget the other name of the, the name of the other immunity. But you, you can you can get just the T cell one. Um, all right. Uh, oh crap! I got distracted. Dang, uh, dang, oh, dang, I want to talk about I want to talk about this really messed up uh, thing. Um, uh, so I don't know if you saw on Twitter that like um, there was like experts say. Uh, that vaccination is better than natural immunity. Oh, my God. I posted about it. I posted about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this, what this is based off of, like, it is literally a lot. It is literally misinformation and indisputably because the article that they're basing this off of, it's an article on the CDC website. And the title of the article, and you can, it's the first result. If you Google like natural immunity uh, uh, versus vaccine, this CDC website will be at the top result or near the top of it. And the headline says, uh, you know, vaccines better than natural immunity or something close to this. Right. And if you read the article, this is the evidence that they're using to make this claim. They are comparing people who have had COVID and have natural immunity plus get a vaccine. Right. Which is obviously going to give you more. Uh, just, yeah. Yeah. Stupid. And it's like that is 
the most misleading headline. Like right. it is not a comparison of people who have natural immunity versus people who have the vaccine but never got COVID. Because uh, basically every comparison of those says natural immunity is is better. And I'm not a I'm not an anti-vaccine guy. I actually think if you're remotely at risk, getting the vaccine is probably a good idea for you. Um, whatever. But people do what they want. I don't care. If you think I'm an idiot, I don't care. Do what you want. I don't care. But I do think if you're at risk, you should get it. Uh, but that article, it is just a lie. It's literally a lie. And that's the article they're using to generate all this stuff about saying the vaccine is better than natural immunity. That's not what the study says. Uh, and so I did. I tweeted about this. Uh, um, Thomas Massey retweeted me. He said, I'm right, uh, which is definitely one of my crowning achievements that Thomas nice, Massey said, nice. say that I'm right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, But just as like, it is just such blatant misinformation. And I will say, if there's a, nothing makes me more skeptical of the vaccine than the way that they push it in these misleading ways, because I'm like, why do you have to do that? Why are you lying about this? You know, because when someone's when someone's clearly lying to me, it makes me suspicious of what they're, you know, of what they're selling. me. Yeah, absolutely. That's I, you know, I try to tell people because I'm not anti-vax. Like, I'm just not like at all. My fiance, my fiance is she's like anti-vax to the max, right? Like big time. She uh, and she's shown me all kinds of different articles and papers and books. And she's, you know, talks about polio and this. And she's 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 those are shit. I mean, uh, there, there's a reason why uh, certain people won't come and debate the the people that follow her organization here when they do their informed choice Iowa uh uh get togethers and stuff but um I'm not anti-vax dude right yeah. and and like last year when covid was going around I was like man you know in my head I was like man I really hope that they can find a vaccine for this yeah you know what I mean yeah, like I think, yeah. I think the vaccines were oversold like they don't prevent infection I do I think the evidence that they prevent prevent death is like relatively strong. I don't see the reason to do all the coercion and all the forcing and all the mandates. I'm against all that. I think that like if you have a and look, the risk for you and me dying of COVID is below one in one hundred thousand. It's not even this nine that ninety nine. That is uh, an aggregate of all this. So for people like you and me, we're talking about ninety nine point nine 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 percent safe from from COVID. It's it's really not a risk. Uh, and this is one of the ways that they've been so misleading about this, um, you know, in terms of talking about who's dying and who's at risk and what the actual risk factors are. And by the way, that's not even a fringe statistic. That 99.999, that is an Oxford University COVID risk calculator uh, that I put my statistics into. And that's the number that it, it gave back to me. Right. So this isn't even like a fringe statistic. That's Oxford University saying that. So maybe it's even better than that uh, if you don't trust them. Um, you know, and so I. I don't know. It's it's been one of my COVID's been one of my weirdest life experiences, um, just like politically and everything. Because I don't understand uh, how we got here. It's so weird to me uh, the way that all the, the way that we talk about all this uh, and everything. So yeah, I think it's I think it's should it's the weirdest experience for anybody in our generation. It should be. I mean, what else can you point to? Nine eleven times. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. it. That's it. You know what I mean? And we've watched liberty slowly die since nine eleven. Uh, obviously prior to that too, but for us, it's when we first started noticing our liberties going away. You know what I yeah. mean? I did notice as I was, because I've been at airports recently and I was like, all the COVID notices have replaced the notices about leaving my bag and unattended. Shocking. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. know. I, I haven't flown. So <laughs> the last time I flew was March of last, no, J July of last year. And that was the height, you know, the height of the 2020 pandemic when summertime um, and it didn't seem that bad to me. Like they didn't make me keep my mask on the whole time I was flying or any of that shit. Now yeah. it's like worse. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Although. All right. So I 
I'm always like pushing, not wearing my mask. Of I think it's stupid. Yeah. Um, so uh, here's my here's my current state of if you if you need to fly, how to wear your mask as little as possible. Um, always have so a drink. It, always have a drink. That's the, that's basically that's actually like the extent of my advice. But I'll tell you how far you can push it. So in the airport, no one's going to bother you if you have a drink in your hand. Um, you can basically no one will ever come up to you. You don't have to have a mask on. Just hold a drink. You don't have to be drinking. Just like literally hold a drink in your hand. Right. Uh, no one's going to say anything to you. Just keep your mask down. You have a drink in your hand. You are immune um, from COVID. Uh, <laughs> once once you get on the plane. So my last flight, I just flew back from um, D.C. And I was actually like, I'm just going to see how far I can push it. So I was like, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to continue drinking or uh, pretending like I'm drinking uh, and not put my mask on until they like literally order me or threaten me with a fine. So I boarded. And so I didn't have my plane on the entire time in the airport, all the way through board, all the way through boarding. I went all the way into my seat. I was just holding a coffee, you know, with my ma- as the only one with my mask down. Of course. And so I, went, I go all the way to my seat. No one still no one said anything. I'm sitting in my seat uh, and I just continue to have the, have the drink open. And I like sip from it from time to time. So maybe like 20 or 30 minutes into the flight, um, the flight attendant says, you know, like, Hey, if you're not like actively drinking, you know, you have to have your mask. So I'm like, Oh, okay. I- I'm, I'm still, I'm actively drinking. Uh, and so I just like kept, I kept every time they came over, I would just agree. Be like, Oh yeah, totally. Uh, and, and you're then, already there at this point, right? I'm already there. Yeah. And I just wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't pull my mask up. Um, and so she gave me about like three warnings. And then eventually she came over and she gave me a piece of paper that was basically like, you know, uh, prolonged eating and drinking, you know, still in violation. And these are the consequences. Uh, and she said, uh, you know, if I have to come over again, uh, then I will ban you from flying on United Airlines. Um, and I did put, I will admit, I, I didn't go all the way. So at that point I, I mostly put my mask back on, but I would, I would, I would, you know, take it back off periodically, uh, for some periods of, of eating and drinking. Uh, and then I did make sure to leave the plane without my mask on, uh, while drinking again. Uh, so I, I didn't, uh, so you can, you'll get a clear final warning, I guess is basically my advice is like, you can continue to not listen to them until, and maybe you could have pushed it further. I didn't, it was unclear to me. So I, I do know at least on the flight that I was on, they're going to come over and give you like a final warning type piece of paper before they'll do that. And on some flights, I've flown on some flights and they didn't even do that. So it depends on the flight attendant. Some flight attendants, like they're happy to have the excuse. So if you have the drink, those flight, some flight attendants are like, well, I don't want to be yeah. policing masks. And so you can go the whole flight. I, I had a six hour flight. I kept my mask down the whole time with my open drink and no one said anything on my most recent flight, which wasn't even six hours. It's like three or four hours. She did come over and eventually tell me that I had to put how long into the flight. Did you make it your three hour flight? Uh, uh, more than an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried about that too. Cause you know, I don't want to, I hate fucking putting the mask on dude. You know what I mean? Like I hate it. It's so obnoxious. It makes you feel like such a bitch. Yeah, I think. And it's like, not only is the evidence that masks aren't doing very much, I think, pretty strong at this point, but it's like, there's a vaccine. Yeah. Everyone can get the vaccine. A hundred million Americans have had COVID. Why are we doing it? Yeah, a third. A third of this country has had COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm one of those people. And I I survived it. It was fine. It sucked for a day or two. It was really rough, you know? And then, but uh, the other four days of it, I was like a head cold. Yeah. So I don't know. Shit blows my mind, man. Well, brother, we're getting to the, we're getting towards the end of this, uh, the, the public stream, but before we, before we go, uh, today, the, the, the social media world lost their collective mind, uh, when Facebook and Instagram went completely down. 
completely down. Do you think that had anything to do with this whistleblower? I uh, I don't. I've, I'm I'm like one of the least conspiratorial libertarians that you'll find. So I find them a little entertaining, but now I, these kinds of things happen. I'm, I'm, I'm on the non-conspiratorial train. I know that's a boring answer, but I, I think it, I think it was just a coincidence. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I was, uh, I was hoping, I was hoping, I was hoping they were gone for good to be honest with you, man. I was like, all right, cool. They just fucking, you know, uh, Mark's like, well, you know, I'm already a billionaire, so let's just shut the shit down. And, and he's like, took off like, Mar- like, uh, like, uh, Tom did for MySpace. And I'm sure when that shit went down, uh, Fox, cause I think Fox owns MySpace still, right? Yeah. They still yeah. do. right? But look, Mark's, Mark's very power hungry, you know? Oh yeah. And he definitely sees, he has more data about people and how to influence them than anyone out there and i do think his end goal with all of this uh is to you know attain as much power for for himself and facebook as he possibly can sure. yeah he's just another bill uh gates for sure in my opinion i i i think he's well depending on how you view a subjective feeling of altruism he's potentially worse or better sure. i think i think gates like subjectively feels like he's being an altruist i don't think mark zuckerberg does yeah he's like purposely trying to get all the power and yeah, then bill's yeah, like yeah. i just want to help the world by yeah. doing all this terrible shit like what yeah well bill has a very logical systematic mind and so his his subjective altruism is like systematic and he's like if i could just systematically get people to do all of these things right you know then then the world would be um you know then the world would be be better and i think mark is is sort of more narcissistically power hungry um than than bill was i like to compare uh bill gates to to thanos and if (laughs) if anybody's if anybody's paying attention you know why uh but uh jeremy i'm a big fan of yours you know that man i love having you on i'd love to have you back on the show again uh more often uh i i think you're probably in my opinion one of the best voices for liberty in in the country uh and you need you need more platforms i'm very glad that tim uh let you come on and hopefully we can get you on uh even bigger shows maybe alex jones will have you on man that'd be fun i think i think that actually might happen but thanks it was a lot of fun i love being on your show uh, i love everyone who's fighting for liberty and you uh yourself are one of the biggest fighters out there thanks man so uh before you go what do you got coming up where can people find you support you all that great stuff go to odyssey.com create an account the first two channels you follow are fight the despots and my channel which is k-a-u-f-f-j uh follow uh, myself on twitter it's my full name jeremy kaufman and then follow the free state project they're everywhere so if you're on facebook they're on facebook they're on twitter i'm sure you can find them because you understand how like search algorithms work and typing things in goes um follow the free state project everywhere you can uh, and follow lpnh too if you want to see your know, lpnh is kind of the voice that i would like to see the libertarian party pick up a little bit uh and so if you want to see that kind of thing you follow lpnh as well sure well brother thank you again so much for coming on break the cycle if you could just give me two minutes to close us out we'll start the members only stream and get going over there yeah sure thing Thanks. all right brother thank you all right, guys, another awesome episode of Break the Cycle. Jeremy's so cool. Go follow him, support him. Uh, check out Odyssey, man. Seriously, uh, it, you know, follow my page over there so that I can someday get off of this hell site. Uh, but it does pay the bills right now, you know, or helps pay the bills. I obviously have a full-time job, too. Uh, but you guys have made this a lucrative platform for me and my family, so uh, we appreciate it very much. But I know that it will not last forever. Eventually, YouTube will have had enough of my shit and get rid of me. Thankfully, I don't even have any strikes yet. Like, I have zero strikes. I've had a couple, two videos that are demonetized, but no strikes. 
Um, so that's that's exciting. Uh, but definitely go over there. And if you're here for the first time, please hit subscribe under my video uh, to to the channel so that you guys can get notifications. Helps my algorithm on YouTube too. The the more uh, subscribers and and thumbs up and and alerts and stuff like that, the better for the algorithm for the videos. So you're just helping me grow. Um, I appreciate you guys coming up on the show. We got a great week. Great week for you guys. You know I do five shows a week. Uh, started the week off right with Jeremy Kaufman talking all that Liberty shit. Tomorrow we're gonna uh, have Clint from Liberty Law. Lockdown will be on the show to talk some more Liberty shit. Uh, I'm excited. That'll be the third time Clint's been on the show. Um, but the first time he was on, he came on as Ace, and it was like a five-minute segment when I was doing like a different format for the show. Uh, on Wednesday, everybody's for, uh, favorite Forrest Nymph, Forrest Mommy, will be by the show. That's going to be a lot of fun, man. She's rad. If you haven't watched her video, she's she's pretty funny. On uh, on Thursday, Ultra Based Mac uh, will be here. She's a cosplayer, uh, Hoppian. Um, and she, I think she works with Hoppian.org with uh, Jared, who I had on the show from Hoppian.org before. And then, of course, we're going to end the week right on Friday with Yal Becker. Uh, for, she's just amazing. I found her, I think she had like, I don't know, 10 subscribers on her YouTube channel for her, her show that she does. Um, and very, very small amount on Twitter. She's growing very fast. She's super, super, super savage. She's from New York. She just moved to Texas, I believe. Um, and got the hell out of that hell hole. Uh, definitely be around for that. That's going to be a great show. Uh, check out our sponsors, of course, toplobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great, the Tree of Liberty uh, Must Be Watered shirt that I'm wearing tonight by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Or guys, check out my Patreon and Subscribestar. Help support the show financially. You can also do it right here on YouTube uh, where you get some other special benefits and stuff. Um, and you can get in the private Discord server where you can get all of uh, his gear up to two weeks early before it goes to the general public at a 30% discount. And of course, executive producers of the show, AnthemPlanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business. Uh, home or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Guys, I will see you for the show tomorrow with Clint. Before you leave, before you leave, hit that subscribe button. But I'll see you tomorrow for the show with Clint from Liberty Lockdown. Until then, don't forget to break the cycle. to explain the lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse of the frame but i just spent it in minecraft the helicopter part was in reference to gta 5 and the things you do so when he finds you commit i am not an excuse because i just spent it in minecraft what chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft There's nothing I mean, you know it Don't try to finish, cause it close to COVID Holy shit, I think I'm poet In Minecraft